I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike on Lee Lansbury. I have to share something with you. It just came in via the text message line, which if you want to get uh, on board there, send a few notes, whatever, 57500. It's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Before the commercial break there, uh, I, I threw out the question, uh, how does negativity impact your vote? And are we right now facing more negativity? If you think back, if you, if you think back to past political cycles, uh, you know, midterms or presidential races, it does seem that there over time has been an uptick in uh, in negative ads. And we'll get into some of those details in a second. And it is often, you know, it's, it's often the practice uh, of the news media to point out uh, the ever increasing negativity in news clips and put together stories just like, uh, you know, the conversation that you and I are, are having right now. 2010 likely to have the most negative campaign ads Ever. The most negative campaign in memory. The most negative campaign any of us can remember. Those three distinct clips came from 2000, 2004, and 2010, respectively. And if I think back to uh, 2016, I was hearing it then. 2012, I remember, as uh, Doug Wright and I together were traveling the country, tracking down candidates here and there. Uh, it, it, I heard the same thing. The questions were asked of me. Lee, how, how, can, you, how, how can you stand it? How can you stand covering elections like this where it's nothing but negative this and negative that? Uh, well, you know, it's just a part of the territory, I guess. And so my question is, are we today, is it is it true that election cycle after election cycle only increases uh, the, the negativity? Let me share with you this this funny t- text that I got. Uh, this comes from a, from a texter. It says, uh, I, I'm streaming Lee online, uh, and just as he was asking the question, are we facing more negativity online, uh, his broadcast was cut off by a political ad against a political candidate here in Arizona where they call him a, quote, lying swamp creature, close quote. So there's my answer to the question, I guess. Uh, first off, flattered that I have an Arizona uh, audience. That is wonderful. So to all the listeners there in Arizona, uh, let me just say uh, it is, it's great to have you here on the broadcast. You, you want to call and say hi, whatever you want to talk about. If you're, if you're in Arizona right now, you call, you say hello, uh, you're going to the front of the line, 801-575-8255, 801-575-TALK. Uh, anyone from Arizona, the door's wide open, call and say hello. Uh, but... <laughs> I haven't heard that political ad. I haven't heard the phrase a lying swamp creature in a political ad quite yet. I might Google that and see if I could find that and play it for you. Uh, Anyway, the question, are we right now in the midst of the most uh, negative campaign cycle or season uh, ever? I don't know the answer to that question. I genuinely don't know. 
I don't know that it's something that we can even quantify. What do you do? Do you add up all the ads? You create you create some criteria for uh, okay, this ad is negative, this ad is positive. It spends uh, you know this many seconds uh, of its of its runtime using these negative adjectives versus these. Po- I don't know how to do it exactly. I also have to point out this this distinction. You see most often negative ads coming not necessarily directly from the campaigns of candidates themselves, but rather in those PACs or supportive groups of that candidate. You know, the, the, the groups and the PACs where the candidate can't coordinate with the, the PAC, the Political Action Committee. Uh, you know, that's the rules. They can't have coordination. And what that does is it, uh, it makes it plenty plausible and likely and common and switch on the TV, you'll see the evidence that one of these political action committees will will put together uh, quite a negative ad. Some of the more negative uh, comments come from, from ads of that sort, funded not by the candidate or their campaign, but uh, by outside groups. And I would, I'd wager that this text that came in from Arizona, I would wager that the lying swamp creature line comes from a, a pack and maybe not a candidate directly. I'm going to look that up, though. I'm going to share that with you. Maybe Producer Amy can uh, help me out. Hey, Amy, try, try Googling the phrase a lying swamp creature, Arizona politics. See if we can find out which ad that is. Uh, or if the texter is still listening, send a note, will you? I'd like to hear that ad in its, in its entirety because <laughs> it sounds like it's a negative one. All right. Here is a little bit of science for you. There, uh, some time ago, was a study that looked at uh, it looked at negative voter support in presidential elections. And I'll read to you the the abstract. Uh, this study focuses on quote negative voter support, i.e., a preference for a candidate who is not liked and against a candidate who is disliked. Evidence presented indicates that the incidence of negative voter support has increased dramatically over the past eight presidential elections. Further, positive and negative supporters are about equally likely to vote and to vote for their preferred candidate. This analysis underscores the need for further research on this phenomenon in order to understand why American citizens seem to dislike their president so much, uh, which is a fascinating thing. I've, I've always been uh, I've always been puzzled by uh, some of the seemingly low approval ratings that are often touted as successes. You know, I I hope, well, I'm not going to get into this because I'm too self-conscious. I hope that the majority of you listening, the overwhelming majority, I'd like, I'd like 99.9%. I'd like a hundred percent. I'd like you to like me or have an approval or an approving attitude of me and the job I do here on this program each day. Now, uh, if you're tuning in, the the likelihood is that you do. Um, But I can't imagine, I can't imagine Having an approval rating, uh, say like 48, 49, 51, 52 percent, that feels pretty low. And yet those are some pretty good numbers uh, for for the president. Anyway, deeper into this study, it talks about uh, a phenomenon that also occurs where uh, you and I as human beings have a tendency to capture in our minds and retain more readily uh, negative information or a negative characterization of an individual or a candidate and as opposed to a positive. So if I uh, am praising myself 
uh, as opposed to uh, an opponent of mine criticizing me. If you are presented, all things being equal, if you're presented with those two bits of information, uh, the highest likelihood, at least according to this study, is that you will remember the negative. Uh, Producer Amy and I were going back and forth talking about this uh, yesterday, and uh, as soon as she shared that detail with me, I got thinking, how is that possibly the case? How is that possibly the case? And, uh, and for some odd reason, as I went home, uh, I'm on my way home during the commute. I'm thinking about it. I get home a little bit. I, for some reason, that little principle of human physiology, I couldn't get it out of my head. And here's the best I come up with. And I may be off the wall, and this is a thought that occurred to me late in the night. I wonder if it's an evolutionary trait. I wonder if you go back uh, to our, you know, caveman ancestors, if they, after experiencing negative events, which may have endangered their lives, if it was those, if it were those who were most prone to remember the dangers posed or most prone to remember, uh, you know, the negative aspects of danger, who were more readily prepared to combat that danger in the future. I wonder if our, if our tendency to remember the negative is a remnant of, uh, of an evolutionary trait of our uh, far-back ancestors. If you remember what's bad uh, and you keep it top of mind, you may be more prone and more capable of defending yourself against it. That, that might be crazy. I, it's a thought I came up with uh, in, the, in the dark at night, uh, laying there in bed just thinking, uh, but what do you think? Well, why is it? Uh, accepting the fact that it is the case that humans remember the negative more so than they do the bad, why is that the case? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear from you there. I'm uh, going to take a break right now. When we return, very much looking forward to this conversation. You have heard repeated on this program a segment we call A Day in the Life. Uh, We've been talking to candidates about what it's like running for office in this COVID era. We've been making our way through the various races. Next stop, the office of governor. Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox is my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.